Hello, everyone. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, okay, quiet. That's enough. This is a podcast by my dad and my uncle. They talk a lot about music. Like, a lot. A lot. So please sit back and enjoy. I think they are going to start in about 14 seconds. Hi there, welcome to another episode of BG's Broken Records. My name is Bob. I'm Gare. And we are not face-to-face today. No, so, sir. You know, it's March, the middle of March, and it's still snowing. What do you do in Michigan? You leave, right? Or you do a podcast. Or you do a podcast. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> True. Hey, oh, oh, I didn't tell you. So we are just, just a smidgen. I bet by the time that we... Put this up on on Spotify. We are going to have had 1,000 plays. Whoa, ding, ding, ding. <laughs> are you calling me a ding, ding? <laughs> ding, 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 ding. <laughs> so 1,000 plays out of 25 podcasts. From what I think I saw just the other day, we're, we're averaging 31 plays per episode. We've got an average audience size of 57. We have... No, not 57, 37. We have 52 followers. Yes, sir. 52. I mean. I remember the days when we had two. Yeah, you and me. Right. We were just following each other around. Right. It was painful sometimes. I don't even want to tell the story about uh, the first couple of, uh, first few months in Chicago. Hey, dude, what are you doing? I don't know. All right. I'll meet you for the bus ride. Yeah, okay. What are you doing now? Yeah, yeah. We're going to see dinner tonight. Okay, thanks. Yeah, we're yeah. going yeah, to skip that one. Okay, Gary Rosington, rest in peace. Oh, funny, you're jumping ahead oh, on my notes. sorry. But since you jumped right into that, Skinner played a show just the other day. You know, obviously a tribute to Gary. And what song do you think they played for him? Kicking it off as the tribute to Gary. Jesus, Freebird. Tuesday's gone. Tuesday's gone. Okay. Or Simple Man. Look. I'll, well, yeah. who's going to replace Gary on that slide on okay. Freebird? All right. One of our podcasts earlier, I had mentioned that I had read in Spin Magazine a mid-90s article that stated Ronnie Van Zant's widow owned the rights to Leonard Skinner, the Leonard Skinner name. The only way they were allowed to tour is if they had three post-airplane crash members in the band. And at the time, that that would have been Gary Rosington, Billy Powell. I think Artemis Pyle was in the the band at that point, even though they booted him out. And then they had Leon Wilkerson, the the bass player. So they had four guys. Then they- Billy Billy died, didn't he? Yeah, Billy's dead. Yeah, Billy, okay. Yeah, so Rosington was the only guy left. But that thing- in the mid-90s, was a $100 million a year in the mid-90s touring machine. No shit. No shit. So then then you get rid of Artemis Pyle. You're down to three. Then Leon dies. You're down to two. Then Billy dies. You're down to Gary Rosington. Uh-huh. Gary's dead. They're all a, tri- they're a tribute band. Guarantee they keep going. Oh. I, they're going to be at state fairs like you wouldn't believe. <laughs> You just grabbed it. Do you know how many state fairs are still left? What I, you know, reading about when Gary didn't, died. Didn't I you didn't go realize... down to the south side of Michigan with, with Chip and I to see uh, Skinner no, at the state fair? 
I didn't do that. Oh, man, that was Hillbilly Central. I loved it. I didn't realize Artemis was not an original he was in the plane. He was in the plane crash. Bob Burns. But was he? But was he part of the original? No, he was not an original. Bob Burns Skinner. Okay, so so Ricky Medlock was right. was the guitar player. And you'd know him from the uh, Blackfoot. 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 Blackfoot right. right. He literally, supposedly, for a week or two, was the drummer in the original band. Then they brought in Bob Burns, and Bob had a little bit of an issue. I think you know on a tour of their second album or something like that. And then okay. they, he flaked out, and they brought in Artemis Pyle, and they fired Artemis Pyle because I, I, I don't know, whatever. He's a whack job. Yeah, well, you ever him. seen interviews with him? He, oh yeah. yeah, yeah. And he's still got some band, and they're still he's he's an absolute whack job. Yeah, and that and that might be why he left. But say la vie again. It goes back to Ronnie Van Zant's widow owns it, owns that machine. It's crazy. Hundred million in the nineties. In the nineties. I mean, That'd be like they, a gazillion trillion now. I mean, what if they're thirty million a year now? I don't. You know, know what I mean? It's like, and we're gonna play uh, twenty state fairs in the summer. Yeah. Well, I mean, they're just gonna put. Perfect. They're gonna. Hey, what? What are we doing wrong? <laughs> they're gonna put a wig on some dude who make him look like Rosington and go. Okay. So we touched on Skinnerd. Um, I don't know of anything else. So usually Gary and I have an agenda when we come into these podcasts. But if you listen to our intro, this is a podcast by my dad and my uncle, and they talk about music a lot, a lot. So I thought, why don't we just get on the recording and just riff like Red Fox used to? R-E-D-D-F-O-X-X. Fox. Yes. Foxy. So on Saturday, I I sent Gary a note. Hey, man, it's mid-afternoon. I need a beer. Gary's like, I can't do it. And I'm like, oh, thanks a lot. You're leaving your podcast buddy down. And that really pushed him over the edge. And man, he got to my side of town faster than you can bat an eyelash. He said, get me a Guinness, set it in front of a seat. I'll be there. I'm going 100 miles an hour. The marker thing is the, still funny. And even my son had asked me, Dad, what's a marker? Well, <laughs> you tip the stools forward. <laughs> well, I drank your marker because it took you so long you, to get me. <laughs> <laughs> it took you so long well, to get someone, there. Someone likes to drive his new car, so we yeah. we were eighty, averaging eighty seven on the way out. Oh, that's so. fr- that's pretty good. The thing, the problem with Saturday was we weren't recording any of it. Man, we were going off about music like you wouldn't believe. And I'm thinking, oh, we just got we, we just got to touch on this stuff for a podcast for twenty minutes. You know, is that a yawn? Did I just see a yawn come out of you? No. Did you see me try and swallow? Oh, it real I totally. So, <laughs> so I wouldn't get it to the mic. You were trying to flex your nose closed. <laughs> <laughs> I looked like a rhinoceros ready to ready to fight. Okay, I'm going to start on this podcast. We have always tried to keep our podcast less than 30 minutes. The average amount of time it takes Ted S in London, who is one of our listeners, to walk his dog through Hampstead Heath. Brilliant! It's a 30 minute podcast. Ted, you're our inspiration. Thank you very much. Tom loves them too. Da da da. They're part of the 52. Oh, you know, we, we mentioned his son, the one who does the uh, uh, oh. the Wim Hof baths, uh, the, the ice cold stuff. My he, hero, yes. He loved the fact that we were talking about him on our podcast. So, Alex, here's to you. You are one ballsy kid. Way to go, Alex. Yeah. So I started listening to a few other podcasts. One of them was a one on Purple. Oh, my God. One of them is called Pot of Thunder, okay? they review- my, my head hurts already. <laughs> no, 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 no. 
So they, in the beginning, they just took Kiss songs and reviewed them. And I'm thinking okay. the first episode was the first song, first album, Strutter. Love the tune. Not a huge fan of the studio version, but I love the, the live version. I think it's a great tune. Sure. Podcast is 90 minutes. Song's less than three. <laughs> what, what's going on here, right? Poetry, my man. No. Poetry. So they've got three guys talking about Strutter. And I mean, oh. they dissected this thing like you wouldn't believe. So after... What, what kind of strings Paul was using on the Ibanez? Well, I mean, they're all musicians, and they all sit there. They can dissect it. Okay. All right, all Dude, right. I'd just yeah. rather listen to Strutter once, you know? But hey, I, I give them all I, the credit 90 minutes. 100, sure. 100%. So I listened to another one the other day, and it was on Sweet, actually, The Sweet. And they were talking about uh, a song called Sweet F.A. No, oh. no, it wasn't Sweet F.A. It was um, No, F. You F. Don't or something. I mean, F.A., F.A. <laughs> you know what that means? It starts with an <laughs> F, F, and the second word is all, which means basically piss off. Oh, it's okay. all, oh. you know, it's all, it's just, you, you piss off. It's okay. just F, F all, you know? Gotcha. Okay. It's a British thing. Um, so they, they loved Hey, what are you shaking your head for? It is a, it is <laughs> a British a, thing. It's a British thing. Dude, okay. Have, go ahead. Right. Have you ever, have you ever heard anybody in the USA that's all sweet F.A.? No. Okay. And if they did, I'd be like, that's a British thing. You're in America. Damn it. Okay. <laughs> Hold America. On. America. So they were doing this thing on on one of the sweet songs, but the intro they just bullshitted for fifteen minutes. And what I found really funny was one of the announcers, the main guy, he doesn't like celery, and I'm talking celery the vegetable. Thank you. No, really. Did, did I miss a band from no, the sixties called no. Celery? It was I hate celery. They actually sell T-shirts that have celery stalks on it. And it says at the bottom, F celery. I mean, that's funny as hell. It is kind of that's, fun. I can't wear it because I like celery, but I think that's funny. <laughs> well, he was going off about how it's got zero nutritional value. There's nothing to it and there's no calories. Why even eat it? And he just doesn't like it. Gare, I was, I was kind of laughing my butt off that you could do a podcast and it, your intro is 15 minutes on how I hate celery. That's that's art, buddy. It, I mean, it's I, that's art. awesome. It's art. I, it, I thought it was a good. I thought it was a good podcast. So that's Pot of Thunder, and the the other one was uh, what the hell that was I just talking about? Oh, uh, Pot of Thunder, and oh, it was Pot of Thunder I was talking about. Never you mind. Sorry, I'm getting off on a tangent here. Okay, best T-shirt I've seen in the last two years is, and it's a friend of ours who has. It says Chet, and then an actual lemon, Chet lemon. <laughs> And for those who don't know, there was a mid-80s Detroit Tiger Thank who used to play in the outfield. And he it was had, good. Good. Chet was good. Chet was very good. And he had the greatest catch of a pop-up. He would put the glove to the side of his head as the ball oh, came yeah. in and catch it. Remember? Yes. Yeah. Yes. It was amazing. But again, I hate celery. You could. I'm going to Google after we get off here the I hate t-shirts for vegetables. And I'm sure you could. Broccoli's got to be right up there. Brussels sprouts. Pick could, your pick your poison. Could pick be. your vegetable. Okay. So again, we're just kind of riffing here, and I have a number of things I want to cover, and I have a list of them here. Before you do that, because we talked a lot of Guinness on Saturday, and a oh, lot yeah, of talk, we did. and I want to throw out. I'll let you, you. You can lead with, but the Jeff Beck in the magazine you oh gave me. Oh my god. And who do they? <laughs> oh my god! It's so. Who do they go to? Both of them go. 
the latest issue of Classic Rock magazine shows up in my uh, mailbox, and I rip the thing open, and I know the cover is going to be about Jeff Beck. God rest his soul. R.I.P. Yes. R.I.P. Six, seven pages uh, on Beck, and they cover his whole history, and they they go into how he loved cars, which he was a huge car junkie, like hot rods, like uh, like rat rods, thirty four, thirty four Fords, yeah, and all, yeah, yeah, yeah. Love, you the, know, thirty two Ford, thirty four whatever, something like that. You know, but yeah, part of the article was, oh, you know, he comes out from underneath the car, washes his hands a little, and then he picks up a guitar and he starts wailing on it, and he's still got grease under his fingernails. I like that. That's cool. And he always had that one look though, with the with the no sleeves and the uh, the shirt that went up his neck and a vest. It was kind of weird, you know. Well, kind of weird, but he and he also wore the Native American Indian jewelry neck, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. The neck thing and the hey man, what, what whatever you're into, <laughs> whatever it takes. Everybody is everybody. Okay, correct. On the side line, on the edges of all the pages, they have musicians. Oh my God, we're gonna miss Jeff Beck, and they they copy tweets and all this stuff are two of the biggest sections that they give it to I, i'm sorry jeff beck is a virtuoso there will never be another jeff beck they're absolutely just, there won't who do they quote who's gonna miss them paul stanley and gene simmons from kiss are you, are you kidding me i believe your quote was two of the biggest d-bags in the world <laughs> <laughs> look you gare you know me i love kiss Absolutely. Who I do. doesn't? I, I do. Well, believe it or not, there are some people who don't. I don't get it, but yes, go. Uh, I know. They should have hung it up 40 years ago. I'm sorry. Tw- well, at least on the final tour in 96 when we saw. <laughs> there, yeah. They should they should have hung it up 20 years ago, 15 years ago. I'll Easy. give you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'll give you that. But Paul Stanley and Gene Simmons, I don't think are the greatest musicians in the world. And to have uh-uh. them such a large section of that article about Jeff Beck. I just, I just looked at it and I was like, this is, this is lunacy. Are you yawning again? No. Oh, good. With a little yawn, but I kind of swallowed it really I know. quick that time. I, I didn't see your nose move either, which is good. I think what we need to do is look up the publisher of classic rock, send him an email, exactly what we're talking about right now. Probably not a bad idea. Uh-huh. Okay. So that was one thing. Here's another funny thing. Now, you know, I mentioned my friend Gary uh, over in the UK who has Firebird Records, one of the greatest places in the world. He's trying to find the zombies, the Oracle, and the Odyssey for me, and he said it is a bitch by the zombies. Okay. What what year is this? 68. It is the craziest. The first four songs are unbelievably awesome. But they're, they're songs that you wouldn't expect in 1968 just coming out of the Summer of Love. Like a letter being written from a prisoner in jail and all this kind of... It's, it's strange. Great album. So he's trying, cool. to, he's trying to find it. So the last time I was over there, I bought a bunch of uh, J.J. Kale albums off, right? So I come home, clean them up, throw them on the turntable. They're gorgeous. Because I've always gotten gorgeous product from this guy. And I'm looking DJ at Kale, Clapton's God. Oh, Clapton cl- loved him. Totally. So I'm looking at this thing and I'm like, wait a minute, what's JJ's real name? Is it John oh, Kale? Good question. I, I don't gave, know. He gave me a John Kale album and he thought it might have been JJ Kale. No. So, no, I know. So no. I s- <laughs> even so, I know that. <laughs> so I sent Gary a note. I came down, I went downstairs, I cleaned it up and look and, and put it on the turntable and I played it. It's John Cale, the album is Paris 1919. This album is freaking awesome. Really? It is unbelievable. And I sent him a note, and I'm like, Gary, that was one of the greatest mistakes 
I've ever had because it just opened me up to something else. And then I went through all music and started looking at John Cale. Man, he's gotten some great reviews. Is this John Cale, yeah, Velvet Underground, yeah, John Cale? Yeah, you. Oh, okay. Hmm. Don't know Don't know anything about him, but now you've piqued my interest. Paris 1919, great album. Gare, what are you thinking about now? Well, as I was looking to uh, just doing our little spitball podcast today, I thought I would just start out with what are the, um, the top 10 things I'm listening to right now. And, you know, I was kind of going through Spotify, Apple Music. So I'm just going to run through a really quick list here. Uh, I know we're kind of getting away from lists, but I just thought I'd write that down because it's kind of all over the board. Some of them and, I have years, and, and some maybe, I don't. Maybe we should explain why we're going to get away from lists later. Yeah? True. Yeah. But okay. and what, the, are you, what, what are you talking about? I'm just going to jump into it. So basically, um, I've started, I've been going back, listening to a bunch of REM lately, which again, always a huge fan. Um, live at the BBC, 1991, Day Sleeper. Um, but what I've really been listening to, probably listen to it. Uh, Wait a minute. Hold that. Hold that. Hold that thought. One of the best, uh, one of the songs that I think the cover is better than the original, REM's Femme Fatale, better than the VU. That's good. Oh, and on that note, Wichita Lineman, um, Glenn Campbell from 1968, and they covered it in 91. R.E.M.'s Wichita Lineman is unbelievable. Well, first off, that's, that song is amazing. Oh, it's a great song. Kind of going through the list, uh, Run DMC, King of Rock, but even better, Mary Mary. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I was tapping my foot in the car. Okay. Um, a new band I just discovered, Lake Street Dive. They do. You um, mentioned them before. Rich Girl by Hall and Oates. Great cover. If anyone's a fan of the show Yellowstone, which I am, Lainey Wilson, country, younger gal, good straight up country. Jam band, Goose. They're out of uh, Connecticut. Hunger Sight is a great tune by them. I think I've heard of Goose. Goose is great. Oh, these guys are Wait, great. No, if isn't, for... isn't Goose dead? Didn't he die when Maverick? No, no, no. Wrong Goose. Bob. Oh, sorry. This is Jam Band Goose. Okay, stick on, stay with me. And of course, the babies anthology head first. Isn't it time? Are you kidding me? Dude, babies. Yeah, I, I'm with you. So that was sparked by our interview with Matt Smith, and then what I heard who, on Sat who? Radio today. Yeah, but Katie, remember, Katie John knows. Lee? Katie knows Matt Smith. Katie. Katie, Sarah's niece. Oh, right, because he. he yeah. He, she he's she one sends of their, me. Let's just station. I'll just call him a station guy, but he's one of their. But she hey, sends comes me, in all the time. Yeah, she sends me a text the other day saying, "Oh, I was catching up on all your podcasts. I have a suggestion. You guys should do one about uh, creating a supergroup. If you were going to create one today, what would you what would you do?" Ooh. And I thought that was a great one. She said, "And thanks for the call out in one of your podcasts." And I thought, "What what did I say?" But I, I must have said something nice about her. So okay, oh, there you all go. right. So she okay. knows Matt Smith. But I was going to say, the babies, and don't you remember John Waite's bad, it was probably late 80s, bad English? So bad. Mem so bad. But it's so just so, bad. I'm listening to the babies, we're talking about Matt Smith, and then all of a sudden, bad English, I'm like, I forgot about that crappy band. Dude, that's, that's I, up there with damn Yankees. Oh, terrible. On a new music thing, too, uh, Blackpool Mecca out of Nashville, they're just good. Listen to them, a little hard, hard rocking. Uh, Laura Sumner, um, kind of Southern California rock. They kind of compare to a little petty. Um, again, Laura Sumner, Alves, Canadian band, which we had tickets for, but my knee surgery had to get rid of them. 
And uh, I did get rid of him to a mutual friend of ours. Uh, Yo, motherfucker. Yep, he took him. And to round out, that's right, number 10, Rainbow. Why? Just because. Since you've been gone. Power. Correct. Graham Bennett. And then Man on the Silver Mountain. Graham, Graham Bonnet. 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 I'm sorry. That's all right. Put my glasses on so I can read. Bonnet. Ronnie James Dio, who, oh. when I'm in high school, is that guy from England? No, he's from New Hampshire. <laughs> <laughs> I thought he was See, like I a didn't, rat. I didn't London. even know. You thought he was from a hedgerow? <laughs> he's, he's from New Hampshire, yes. Right, right. Yeah, you Which gotta... then took me down the path of Rolling Stone's top heavy metal songs of all times. I was going to do 10, but that's a they, list. I'll do five. They have they have a heavy metal song? Oh. Oh, Rolling Stone. I thought you said Rolling, you meant the Rolling Stone. No, Rolling Stone's okay. top 100. Okay, make it quick because, you know, Ted's already 23 minutes into his uh, into his walk. Number five, <laughs> Just War Pigs, Sabbath, Great 70. tune. Number four, Breaking the Law, Priest, 1980. I don't like that song. Don't um, tell Turnbull that. Three, Ace of Spades, Motorhead, 80. Great tune. Yes. Two, Master of Puppets, Metallica. Nah. 86. Number one, Black Sabbath, Black Sabbath. That's only six minutes and 18 seconds of. <laughs> Look, my favorite is Fairies Wear Boots. That to me is the best Sabbath Great tune. Great tune. Great tune. The best one. Okay. So I just had to go down a uh, heavy metal rabbit no, hole that's, there for a that's, minute. That's totally cool. So um, we've already talked about celery and kale. So, real quick, our, our video may drop out pretty soon. Let's hope it doesn't. Okay. Bastards. I know. Zoom's trying to just reach into my pockets. Hold on. I just gapped out there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I'm working on reworking the website. Uh, we're working on a new logo. I'm tweeting three times a day trying to get people up. We now have 12 followers, Gare. And that doesn't yes. include, that doesn't include, no, that includes you, me, and Ted. And I'm trying I'm to get. I'm meeting with a consultant this week. Okay. Having lunch. The big news is one of my favorite musicians of all time, and you know him, is Ian Hunter. Somebody made a comment about a book he put out in 1973 called uh, Diary of a Rock and Roll Star, which just basically kind of, it's a thin book. It's 150 pages. You can finish it in a snowy weekend. Somebody tweeted about it, and I replied with, it's a great book. I loved it. it instead of the rock and roll excesses, it covered, well, what do you do during the day? And man, they went to pawn shops like you wouldn't believe. I mean, just looking for guitars and equipment and, and all these deals. So I make a right. comment about it. I'm like, great book, da-da-da. Guess who liked my tweet? Go ahead. Ian Hunter. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Ian Hunter. Look at you like bringing my, in the rock royalty. Like my tweet. There you go. That's, That's pretty cool, dude. <laughs> are you kidding? That's totally cool. All right. One of the last things I want to touch on, do you have any more? Well, I've got two more, but I'll save them. They're oh, no, kinda, no, no. Do you they're a little juicy. No, you go ahead. They're just going to be one of these, like, really WTF, and then we need uh, a little RIP. Okay. All right. So let us let me do my last thing real quick. No, you do yours, because I only have one more thing to talk about. Go. So Mickey Dolenz is going back on tour. I thought he was dead. Oh, no. No, no he's the last That's survivor. Mike How old is Mickey? 78. Mm. And he always has that beard and that hat on. So what are they? Let's get the hat. It's really Is it going to be, hey, we're the monkey? <laughs> Sorry. Hey, hey, we're the monkey. monkey. And I was going to say we need to give a little um, 
R.I.P. Wayne Shorter, founding member of Weather Report, who died 89 years old, started out in Art Blakely's Jazz Messenger, yep. and didn't realize, played with Miles, 64 to 70. Okay. I like it. Are those yours? Is I'm that... all set. Okay. So I, so after after I, I cut up the, um, after I edited the last podcast, and we were going off about Kira Rosler, the bass player from Black Flag, I hadn't heard Flag in a bit, so I throw, I, I, I do what I never do, and I said, hey, Siri... Why don't you track me a little more and play some Black Flag? So she she starts playing Black Flag Flag for me, and I'm oh, just Siri. I'm just going to tell you right now, Siri loves the Damaged album because the first five songs were all off of Damaged. That is such a nice. great album. Such a great album. Great album. Great album. That's it. What else? That's it? That's it? Maybe I'll call you in a week and we'll just do this again. I mean, it just goes so fast. That was so much fun. Just finding things like Mickey Dolenz is going back on tour. <laughs> Mickey Dolenz. That guy can, that monkey can just <laughs> stay where he is. <laughs> hey, hey, we're the, wait, there's just one of you guys, right? Well, uh, even before this, it was just him and Nesmith. I know. We're doing, I mean, there's. I'm surprised you know, Nesmith like, came back out. Next podcast, we are going to open with how much Mickey was making with Mike Nesmith. Well, we should, oh, we should. Do you know? We have to do like, we have to do 10 minutes on the monkeys because remember in the 80s when they kept, they all. Yeah, it was, it it was the three of them, Peter, Davey. Oh. It was mostly. Oh, right, because Nesmith wouldn't wouldn't tour. He wouldn't tour. Correct. We need to look at how much money Dolan's was just making with Nesmith because I think it's going to blow us away. To where he's 78 going, well, you know what? I'll take a summer swing at it and we'll go out again. So. You know, you know, every time I hear that stuff, you know what I think of is uh, when Greg Allman canceled that tour because he had to get, um, I don't know, a liver replacement or kidney replacement or whatever. Hepatitis something. It was something. It was. He did have hepatitis, didn't he? He did. He got a new liver. Yeah, liver. Well, it wasn't the booze either. So he gets no, a new liver. To do with it. So he's got to, he cancels the tour. And then the drummer, Butch Trucks, takes his life. Do yeah. You me- do you remember that? So, totally. So I heard from, uh, I, I read it one time that Entwistle, you know, was to, would just sit around and wait for, for Townsend to, to tour because he needed the money and he'd be up on stage and he'd get, he'd get his... You told me that before. Him and him and Daltrey were just kind of... Which, which I, we... I don't think is necessarily true because I've looked into it a little more and I know they've got their cash. I know Daltrey does. But Butch, oh, okay. Butch Trucks had tax issues. Yeah, so, yeah, so, you're right. So when he ends up getting the call that the tour's canceled, he put a, he put a gun to his head, man. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, it's just yeah. a freaking oh. shame. Brutal, man, brutal. Sorry. But back to Skinner. Skinner's on tour this summer with ZZ Top. <laughs> With nobody oh. in the band, with a bunch of eighteen-year-old kids playing the music, well, better we, than we them. We talked about the top before. He's got his uh, guitar tech, and he puts on a beard. Oh yeah, comes out. No, 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 no. I corrected you last put, time. No, he dude, puts, that's a he real. Puts on, that's a real beard. That's, no, it's not. It's a real not, beard. Not the thing I saw. Nope. I did. I, I, our first on-air fight. Uh, um, you're lucky. No, I can't. It, dude, he he had on this big goofy. Mm-mm. Well, the one thing that I saw. But they do put Dusty's mic out there, and they put his hat on it, which I think is kind of funny. So, All right. So I think we're going to boogie, but I'm just going to leave you with this important note. In 1983, I'm looking at an old magazine. Sorry, 1973, one of the most important albums from that year, Billion Dollar Babies, Alice Cooper. How you doing? Can I just say one more thing? Yeah, please do. I just was cruising around Instagram, and I saw this story with 
Alice Cooper, um, the time he met Elvis Presley, it was 1973. Oh, like when Elvis was still Elvis, not too fat yet and all this. And but, he goes, uh, but on a bunch of Barbies on, and downers and uppers and all that right, stuff. And right. Alice he was, goes, an, oh, he was a disaster oh, in 73. He goes, I go up to his, um, hotel suite and he's like, Hey, you're the guy with the snake, right? It might've been 1970. Cause he said it was still the cool Elvis. Yeah. Not 73, 70. He's like, uh, hey, you're the guy with that snake. That's uh, that's pretty cool, man. He's like, oh, okay, yeah, thanks. And he goes, I like your hey, little accent there. Hey, man, hey, that's pretty cool, man. And he uh, takes out a thirty-eight um, hunk of burning love. Takes out a thirty-eight snub nose special, and he goes, hey, uh, try and take this from me. And he goes, okay. He goes, I'm sitting there thinking, and he goes, even if I do take it from him, he goes, what if the Memphis Mafia walks in? And there I am standing holding the gun on Elvis. He goes, I'm going to be dead. He goes, as all of this is going through my mind, he goes, I take one reach for it. He goes, next thing you know, I'm on the floor. Elvis has got his boot on my neck. And he's, and Alice Cooper's like, Hey, that's uh that's really cool. <laughs> he goes, he, he, he's just like, basically the guy was nuts. <laughs> well, well, I, I love I love the level headedness from a guy who would drink a six pack of Bud before he got out of bed. Oh, no, yes. Th- no, he would. And why did he get out of bed? Because he had to pee after six beers. Well, seriously. Well, yeah. I mean, come on. All Just right. worthless cocktail party information. All right. Well, yeah. hey, so we're gonna finish up that uh, women who rock stuff. Soon, All right. Yep. Yep. Soon yep. enough. But this will give me a week. I'll post this up, and life is good. Right on. Okay, so we are. Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Let me get that slider up to the right position. We are out of here. See ya. Mm-hmm.